Good morning, Mobile, and all of our friends across the Gulf Coast. We're back here for another episode of the Echo Stop Live podcast. Um, today, Curtis, got another surprise. You're full of surprises, Kevin. What do you I, have? I man? try, I try, I try it's to keep it real. It's a out here, so be quick about your surprise. It's right? a little cold. It's a little cold, but you look warm in that jacket. But we do have um, our good friend, Miss Nigel Hill, back out here with us again today. Um, and uh, for this episode, I, I really want to focus on recovery, moving past the situation, but using that situation to empower a better future. And so, um, you know, if you would tell us, tell us the story, tell us why it is you're here. Um, give us some detail on, uh, on this experience and how this has empowered you to really bring, um, a change because the change is necessary. Well, the beginning of the story is losing, losing a 16-year-old young man, uh, someone that I gave life. Uh, I don't think that there's, there will ever be a pain that a mother will experience, the pain when losing a child. It's a pain that's indescribable. Uh, you can never describe it because I feel like that that will be the worst pain that I have ever felt. Uh, grieving, grace of God. It's the grace of God that I'm able to see here today. Without him, I couldn't be sitting here. Uh, I have mothers in my group that ask me sometimes, how are you able to, it's just been a year. But when you have a relationship with God, his timing is different from our timing. He allows you to do what he wants you to do. And I feel like the day that I lost my son, Chavan, I was broken all the way down. And God has built me back up. But what he's built me back up to be is what he has have planned for me all of the time to be. This is my purpose. This is what God wants me to do. He, want, he wants me to bring mothers together. He wants me to bring people together. He's unhappy with what's going on. Had my child been one of the boys that's out here that's robbing, stealing, and taking people's lives, he just would have been another number. But because he was the young man that he was, it had to be him because he was somebody. And then when we look at somebody losing their life, we look at it differently versus somebody that's out here doing the wrong thing. So I'm here by the grace of God and I'm standing in my purpose. It, it's kind of amazing when you're in your purpose that you actually find the strength. And I think that's, that's not by coincidence. God has a way of, of bringing strength to those that agree to walk in their purpose. So that's powerful that you 
say that. And, and Curtis, we're sitting out here, you know, the, the, the one of the big messages behind Echo Stop and Echo Stop Live, the podcast, is how do we get the voices heard? How do we take this purpose and share this with others so that they too can find a purpose, whatever that purpose is, to get out of the seat, to get out of the house, to get onto the front porch, to call out, act when they see something that's going on and it's not right, to get involved. How do we get back to a situation where everybody has a voice to be part of the plan to make this place safer? What we do is this, is what Nigel said before, what I heard in your story and the part of your story you just shared is faith. Your faith in God, your faith in understanding that some things uh, are going to be difficult to understand why God may have allowed certain things to happen, but to know that your purpose is of his will and his design for you to do what you're doing right now. And I think when we talk about faith, I think we're calling everyone to have faith, have, have faith in spite of what they're currently seeing. And what they're seeing are horrible things. They're seeing a lot of horrible things in our city, uh, in our state and in our country. Uh, but faith, faith in knowing that this all powerful God that we believe in, OK, that he understands and he sees and he knows and he still has a design for our lives. And he's using you right now to bring awareness and to encourage others to have faith in spite of what they see. So, um, you know, one of the things we get a lot of times, especially with people who, who see the show or the podcast and like, well, how can I get involved? We're talking about something that it was a tragic situation tra all around, a tragedy in your life, but just a tragic situation, um, needless. And yet there's such a powerful message in something that that when you start to unwrap what seems to be needless, you find so much value in what can be used forward. How does somebody get involved? Maybe they've not suffered the kind of loss you have, but they still want to get involved to do something. How can they come alongside a group like yours or, or, or what can you can you bring to them or can they bring to you to help? Uh, I do have an organization. Um, it's called Mothers Involved Against gun violence uh, you can get on that website by typing in mothers involved against gun violence.com we also have a face a facebook group that you can click on on that website that ties you directly to the group um it's a group that is backed by the city of mobile because the city they're tied but they're trying to connect with our people to tell them like look we all grieving the same way you know it doesn't matter if it's a police child, it doesn't matter if it's the city council child, it doesn't matter if it's a community person child, we still hurt the same way. And so we're trying to be everybody on the same accord. We can't be on too many different accords. Everybody has to eventually come to one agreement. We need to change things and it takes all of us to change it. Not one single person, but everyone has to get on board. You have to understand that it knocked on my door, but don't wait too late till it knocks on your door. Because I was the person that said, oh, when somebody child got shot or you see it on the news, I was like, oh, you know, I'm glad it's not me. Right. Because that's what you say when you see that, those things on TV. You say, oh, I feel so bad, but you never imagine it being you. Mm. You know, so if you keep things at a distance, you can't really get involved. And so when you see incidents like um, in your situation, what I'm hearing you say is you have to get involved and you can't say, well, shoot, it was it was me or it's not me. 
get involved, become involved so that you can experience what it means to move forward. And let me, let me, let me just ask this question too, because I know, um, I know God's also given us a lot of gifts and sometimes those things are hidden away and we don't really uncover them until the craziest of times in life. And, and I understand that, um, you found some coping skills. I did. Some things to help you get through the most difficult times. Tell us about that. I did. So when I lost my son, um, Chavan, I would draw at night. This is what helped me. And this is what I like to share with the mothers involved. Because one thing that we share is that same hurt. So I would draw. I couldn't sleep. Uh, I would draw all night long and just draw every night. And just write him little messages, you know, like I was sending a letter to heaven, you like like God could personally deliver it to him. So I would draw. So finally I uh uploaded it one day on my computer. I had a little, you know, smile computer and I uploaded it. And I turned it into a, a, a PGLP PNG file. And I printed it out. So I, I I showed one of my older kids and they was like, Mom, you you really could draw, right? So I was like, Yeah. So he was like, Mom, we ought to do some hoodies you know like what what could we do to find out how to do hoodies i was like well i'm gonna just buy one of those machines and, and just try that so i started drawing uh a sign it said stay fly your van and i started making hoodies and i turned it into a clothing line so when i lost my son i just wanted his name to be remembered some type of way I think that's, that's something that our mothers, they just don't want their children to be forgotten. You know, especially if they were a good child. You know what I mean, but any child is somebody's child. You know? So that's what I did. So then I ended up getting a little monogram machine and then I started learning how to stitch. So I think that learning how to work with your hands is a, a, a good coping mechanism to, to to keep going you have to stay busy in those times and so i was like okay well i want to share this with these mothers i want to show them how to print a t-shirt i want to show them how to make a symbol like this can be a gift even if you don't have a job this is a skill that you can learn to be successful with your own business you know so i was willing to share that with these mothers because that's a skill i hear therapeutic peer support uh with mothers who have had similar experiences and you sharing uh, your gifts. And I would imagine that they share theirs as well. And you all actually bond through those gifts uh, and, uh, and try to create something new uh, in the spirit and memory of your children. Uh, that, is, that is awesome. And I think that um, things like that need to be talked about more because there's so many parents out here right now who don't know and are not connected. Uh, to organizations like yours and others that need to hear this type of information and be willing to actually step out and uh, and, and and get involved with it. So, so yeah. talk to me for a minute about uh, you know working through trauma and healing through coping. Like, how important is that in the process? It sounds like you you actually have walked through the steps through this process, and you you you've had yeah. programs. So, yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing is a success story. If there if there is such a thing in in a, in a horrible situation, how it's been turned to help others and the the value of helping others. And you talk about remembering. I'm just going to tell you my personal belief. You know, the, what what people do here and what people say here is not really the most important thing in remembering. And 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 you know, your son's name is forever remembered. 
because the same person that brought your child to life is the same person who knows him by name. And so that name's always remembered. But I also feel like when we talk about healing and, and getting through trauma, like you use the word coping and, and coping is, is an important mechanism. And, and here it is sharing the tools of how to cope through that. It's absolutely, I, I, I'll say this, you know, once upon a time in my previous life or in my current, well, previous life as an investigator, uh, I worked with families uh, uh, who were impacted by death as a homicide detective. Uh, it was not an easy job in and of itself. Uh, definitely not easy when you care. Okay, it's very difficult. Uh, it's hard to detach from that and not to know how to actually help someone outside of working a case as hard as you can and getting the person who's responsible off the street and hoping that you can see it prosecuted uh, to the fullest and and hope that in some way that helps. But it doesn't it doesn't heal a family. It doesn't heal a family. Does it help a family? Absolutely. Uh, but there has to be something that is more uh therapeutic and and i like to believe spiritually therapeutic uh that helps someone overcome some of the most difficult obstacles that they'll ever face in their life and and it's important to understand the dynamics of mental well-being and physical health and how they interconnect or intercept one another and how they can uh, be detrimental if it's not aware uh so making sure that parents or mothers especially who are raising children oftentimes also impacted by the violence of losing a loved one trying to navigate this 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 thing of after what do i do after i've lost my child and my brother and my sister and one of the things we we've talked about in the previous show about this sort of this four corners approach to to faith family government and, and even the education system um and when you talk about police and the involvement in in this process um you know, that's just a process, but that process has to occur in all four corners. And so even though you had this governmental process that went through, but there's still got to be the process in the family. There's still got to be process with your faith. I mean, how do you see each of those in in this having gone through this situation? You have to first of all, believe that we have a God that doesn't make mistakes. You have to believe that Everything is according to his glory, not our own. This does destroy uh, families, children. I have uh, children that still don't know how to accept the fact that their brother is gone. And I, I want people to understand that it, it completely destroys a person. It destroys a whole family. You know, uh, I would say that faith is your best friend. You have to learn to have that faith. And um, I do want to encourage parents to get help. It's okay to say that you need help. And that's something that we've gotten away from, saying that there is a problem and you need help. You do need help when you lose your child. And it's okay to say, hey, I need to go get some professional help. That's something that has been covered up for a long time. People reaching out, asking for help. It's okay to ask for help. You need help. You need help to go in that courtroom and fight. You need something to carry you along the way because you're really in a body, but not in a body. Like, I know I buried my son. I know that I went through through those things, but it's like I was there, but I wasn't there. You're out of your body when you lose your child. 
So it's okay to get help, and I want mothers to understand that don't sit there and think that you can just do it with prayer alone. No, God said you make one step, I'll make two. You got to help yourself, you know. So faith is one of the big things that we need. And, and I know that these conversations are hard. Like, I, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're just having a regular conversation. This is the most serious conversation, one of the most serious ones we've had on our podcast. But I feel like when people can hear from you and see that there's emotion attached to this, that this is real, right. then maybe we can stop pretending that it's just a story that somebody talks about and we can say, you know what, every time this happens, mm -hmm. every time somebody picks up a gun to resolve a conflict or picks up a gun for whatever reason and some other person just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, whatever the situation is, that bad things can start to spiral out of control. And, and, and especially when it's kids involved and, and, and we expect them to make these adult decisions but they haven't been here long enough to really understand all of those things, right? And so, so, so thank you for being willing to talk about it. Now, I, I have this other question, and I, I think this is truly amazing because you're talking about your situation. Mm -hmm. You formed a group to do something. Right. You're sharing um, your, your story and your crafts as a way to cope. So, like, it, it doesn't stop. Like, you keep piling on all these really good things you're doing in the situation. And now I hear that that there's this upcoming event that you're having. Right. And so on top of all that, so tell us about this event. So we have our first uh, an official meet at uh, Cedar Point Social Club downtown. But then we're gonna have like our grand walk with all of the mother that, that has joined. It's gonna be actually on Chavan's way, uh, the street where my son was murdered and robbed. Okay. It's and all right. This 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 is obviously emotion, and so so we understand that. And I, I feel like it takes bravery to even come here and sit with us and talk. But man, how many people are going to learn from this, and and what the positive thing is that's going to come from this? And so thank you for being here for that, and thank you for organizing a rally that says we're not afraid to talk about it, even when it hurts. And so we appreciate that and we recognize that. And I feel like, uh, uh, Curtis, you know, this is a time where, where we don't just need bravery, but we need healing. I'm about to do something that we're asking others to do right now. Okay. Wait a second. Take my chair. I know the cameras are probably looking crazy at me right now, but I'm going to do this for a reason. The reason why I'm doing this is because what we have to do what we have to do is come beside people who are impacted by trauma and know that they need us beside them. They need us to walk with them. They need us to see them because this is not just about them. It's about all of us. Uh, if they're in pain, we should feel pain. We should feel empathy for them. We should feel that it could have been me, but by the grace of God, it wasn't. So God, I'm asking you now, what can I do to bring relief to someone else who's experiencing the pain that I'm thankful that you didn't put on me? Or you didn't allow me to experience, although we know that everything that you do has a purpose and design uh, and it's for our good. Uh, but right now it doesn't feel like it. It's okay to say that. But it's better for us to be able to stand beside that person or sit beside that person and share as much of their experience as we can with them. 
Well, I, 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 I so much appreciate what you're what you're doing, and Miss um, uh, Nigel, you know, Curtis and I have a long relationship, and um, and I know his heart, and that's why I'm willing to put myself out here and have these conversations that that a lot of people don't want to have. They need it, but with somebody, and so um, I thank you for being with us today. Curtis, thank you for bringing the reality of the situation to it. Um, I want to close out the show and thank everybody for joining us on this podcast. Um, but I don't just want to close out the show. I want to use this opportunity as we leave here today, as we finish this mark, to say thank you to our audience, but also make a plea. And I, I want to plea to our viewers to get involved. Mm -hmm. And I also want to pray to our God that he will intervene in all of the situations that there needs to be a mindset change. And that mindset change needs to be of positiveness right. and not the negativeness. And this emotion is not emotion that somebody should have to carry with them. But when it's here that we recognize it, call it out for what it is, admit what it is, and then move forward in such a way. And, and that's my prayer, not just for us here and for our viewer, but for you and for, for other mothers that are out there that you are representing here today. Um, and for my good friend Curtis, who, who makes a steadfast effort every day that he comes to work um, to make this place safer. So thank you for joining us um, on this podcast today. Um, we hope to see you next Friday at 830. Um, we have a lot more conversations. Uh, if you feel like you've been impacted by what you've seen today, get involved. You want to contribute? Get involved. You want to put a virtual hand around our guest today and comfort her? Get involved. Um, and I ask all of this out of the sincerity of what we're trying to do here. Enough is enough. Um, it truly takes all of us. And from the Echo Stop Live podcast, not just Curtis and I sitting here, but for our entire team, I know this is a prayer that we all feel. And so thank you for joining us. We hope you stay safe and we'll see you next week.